0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Brother Sister Show, a family-owned and operated podcast where two siblings keep in touch by talking about movies. This week, we're talking about my sister, Livia's pick, Nightcrawler. But before we get into that, uh, what's up? what's new? What have you watched? What have I missed?
1: Well, I truly was trying to figure out what the fuck I've been watching, <laughs> but I can't. I couldn't think of anything because I, I have been watching stuff but typically it'll be um it'll it'll be like shows or TikToks. I don't really want to get into full movies right now cuz I'm pretty busy. But I have been watching ER a ton.
0: <laughs> oh, very nice.
1: <laughs> because uh we have YouTube TV and I I like, during work, I like to just, you know, browse the channels. Is it worth it?
0: YouTube TV? <sighs> give us the scoop.
1: I like it because... So the only reason I think it's worth it, I have been kind of not watching it as much because I'm watching ER, but it was nice. It's nice during the day when I'm like working from home to not have to find something to watch. Okay. And I just put on YouTube TV and I just watch like it's it's basically I mean, it's cable, right? So I just put on like whatever movies on um, whatever show. And that's why I've been getting into ER again, because there's a channel called like Pop TV or something that has yeah. it always just shows different like reruns of just different shows. And they've been doing ER a lot. And so I just started watching it because I was like, oh, I love that show. Just because I've seen all of it already. So I'm like, oh, just, you know, just watch a random episode. But I got so into the, (laughs) into like what's happening that I was like, oh, I'm just going to pick up
0: from (laughs) where you left off.
1: I think from like season eight, season seven or eight is what I started on um, while watching YouTube TV. And so now I'm on Hulu just like watching all of it. Mm. So I like it. That's good. Um, I also like being able to watch live things. So like uh, the Grammys were this weekend and especially Uh, I didn't pay much attention to it, but I guess it's just nice to tune into something. Ooh, a big thing. I don't even know if I mentioned it, but a big thing, and the big reason I was so excited that we have YouTube TV is that I was able to watch the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry interview.
0: Oh I don't, did we even talk about that? No, we didn't.
1: <laughs> oh man. Because I the next day all everybody at work was like, How do how are y'all watching this? Like, where do I watch this? And I was like, You fools. <laughs>
0: youtube tv TV.
1: come on and that interview i can't even believe i that's honestly the best thing i've watched in months
0: (laughs) it seems pretty crazy from like everything that i heard coming out from it
1: crazy there's just so many things i mean oprah is obviously like one of the best interviewers of our time truly um but a big thing, too, is that a lot of interviews, people will leak stuff or information like it'll it, I never I haven't seen an interview with a celebrity or a, a, I guess a prominent figure in a while where I'm learning stuff like right as it's happening and everybody is hearing this for the first time. Uh, and so this is I think that's why a lot of people are amazed by it, because a lot of the stuff that they were talking about, this was the first time anybody has ever said it or at least they have right. ever said it. Yeah, I will never, I will never forget the moment that she said, like the gasp that Sebastian and I like let out when she said that they were, there was conversations about how dark her child's skin would be. There was no lead up. There was no like, even, I think they might've previewed that. But we didn't, like I said, we didn't even know know they were going to talk about that until it happened. And we were like, fuck. Wow. And then the memes were really good. The TikToks. Like, there was one where, because Meghan Markle was, she's such a good interviewer or interviewee. Because she, you know, she was really respectful. She was, she wasn't, especially of, like, the family that basically just got rid of her and her husband and her kid. And, as soon as Prince Harry came out, he was like, oh yeah, my dad hasn't called us in like a while. <laughs> like he's just Ouch. giving up all this like information. There was a lot of fucked up things. Like they, they were giving, they're not giving, Archie is her kid's name and she's pregnant right now. They didn't want, or I think he doesn't have a title. Um, And people were, I think they were trying to make up or they were trying to like in the media over there, they're trying to make it seem like it was there decision like they wanted the title to be taken away and they were like megan's like i could give a shit about a fucking title i don't care i mean first of all it's his birthright so it's not y'all's decision to take it away from him second of all the big thing that i didn't realize and that was like wow is that when you take away when you strip away somebody's title so when they took away his title that meant that he didn't get security so nobody was going to protect him Wow. Yeah. And then they, it was just like, I I kid, there's like so many wild things. Like they moved to Canada. Did you hear about like the, when they moved to Canada? Because I think before COVID for whatever reason, they came here, but then um, Harry got a, basically just got a call one day and they're like, Hey, we're pulling our security from y'all's, like from y'all's house. Wow. And this is when they just announced like, And you know the British, they or the royal family always fucking announces when they go places. So they had basically just announced, hey, uh, Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, they're in Canada. And then the next, I mean, this isn't exactly what happened, but basically the next day he got a call and they're like, okay, so everybody knows where you are. So we're just going to like pull out our security detail right now. Ouch. And they didn't have any money, basically didn't have any money because... You know, I mean, he, he didn't, he said he was like scrambling to figure out how to pay for security. And I mean, this is like, you know, champagne problems, I guess, but when you're a prominent person and you don't have money to pay for security, that's kind of scary. Um, but I think the best piece of knowledge that I learned and everybody learned is when they moved to LA, they were trying to figure out what they were doing, And now they have like deals with Netflix, Spotify. So they're good, right? They're, yeah, they're fine. They're and they were going to be fine. But when they moved to LA, they didn't know where really what to do. So Tyler Perry said, "You can stay at my house." He probably has like a million houses. So he was like, "You can stay at my house and you can use my security."
0: That's awesome. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and
1: somebody was like, "Who's going to play Tyler Perry during that during the next season of The Crown?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
1: But yeah, and somebody and then there was another one that said, Um, I want to be the person to explain to the queen who Tyler Perry is.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Now I saw some of those, but I never understood. I didn't, I I, I just, I just saw like the super messed up stuff, how Megan was considering suicide during her pregnancy because of everything. How, how bad it got. That was like, I was like, I don't want to learn anymore. This is already so messed up.
1: Mm, Well, it gets worse even for that where she, so she told Harry and she, and they were supposed to go to an event and he was like, well, I have, we have to go. And she told Harry, I don't want to go, but I don't want you to go without me because I'm scared of what will happen if you leave me alone. Like it was right. that big of a deal. That's terrible. And, and then they went to the, to an event and she said, she hates looking at pictures from those. Cause she was pregnant during that time and she just sees all she sees, like it's not just somebody that's dressed up and looks nice. She sees like, where Harry and they showed a picture where Harry is like grabbing onto her hand really tightly um, because they just didn't want to be there. And the worst thing too, the, the fucking crown, I will put me on record. They fucking suck because the next thing is I think she said the next day or really soon after that, she came to the, the crown or the, the firm, like the, it's basically the Royal family is kind of just like, a, they feel like they're just chess pieces. And so the people that right. are like the players are the ones that she goes to for help and so she told them, hey, this is what's happening. And I don't, like, I, I'm scared of what what's going to happen if I don't get help. And they were like, well, we can't
0: help you. That's, that's, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, so. That's a terrible position that they that were put in.
1: But it's, I'm really glad. I think a lot of, obviously a lot of the British media was like attacking her for one, for doing this interview and trying to say that, she, you know, she's whatever. I don't know, Blender I guess. whatever. Yeah, but I mean... But she brought up a good point where she was, she said, like, it took a lot, it took a lot for her to ask for help. And it's a very brave thing to ask for help. And so for them to just say no is really scary. No matter who you are, that's really scary.
0: Right.
1: And she basically said, like, how people are, like, what it's like to be in the royal family is basically how quarantine is going, where you can't leave. You can't do anything. She said there was like times where she wouldn't leave their cottage for like months.
0: Sounds awesome. I'm just like, (laughs) that
1: sucks. (sighs) Yeah. So she's like, so Oprah's like, so you're used to what we're going through now. And she's like,
0: yeah, kind of. (laughs) Wow.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I, I can't believe I didn't talk about that last time, but yeah, that's, I mean, honestly, other than ER, that's the only thing I've been really watching.
0: Really? Well, yeah. I have a little bit of a list. Um, we'll save my, uh, my penance for last. Uh. Oh, I was like, what? Strange <laughs> but true. Yeah. First thing, doesn't they did Survivor? We're on season three, the last one. And boy, did they, did they mess up? They mess up so bad. Kale and I were like, where, where's this character? Where's the other, like, there's like the best characters in that show. They just got rid of them. We got uh, one of his like one of K- Kiefer Sutherland's advisors, his like
1: uh, they secret- just fired them,
0: yeah. Essentially, uh, the budget cuts. I looked it up like all of Kayla and I's favorite characters <laughs> gone, gone, yeah. His brother, um, they're like the White House's counsel, everything it was in
1: that show then.
0: I, I don't know, I don't know.
1: So are y'all uh, going to finish
0: it? Yeah, well, at first we didn't want to because we were so upset, but then we were like, we got we to gotta finish it. You're like, it. well,
1: then if, if we're not going to finish it, then who's going to be the designated survivor
0: <laughs> if we don't finish it? Exactly. So uh, we're we're on episode eight. I think there's only 10, so it'll be over with. Very upset, though. Like, it's just for no reason. The show was really, really good, and they just got rid of the best characters. Um, and then after that, the only other well, I watched a movie, the the new SpongeBob movie, because my roommate got Paramount Plus, (laughs) and and SpongeBob movies on it, the new one. I I didn't even know there was a new one. Is so weird. It's like a really weirdly animated. It's like 3D almost, kind Mm -hmm. of like I don't know. It reminded me of like a more high def version of like an adult swim, like robot chicken style, you know,
1: you know, how robot chicken oh, is like weird, all the yeah. uh, like
0: animate, like claymation almost. I don't but like that just, at all. If you animated that and just like smoothed out all that clay, it was really weird. Snoop Dogg was in it. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Super weird movie. I don't, I don't know if I'd recommend it. <laughs> if you're above <laughs> yeah. the age of. Like seven or something. Um and then uh today I, I had to watch two movies. <laughs> I had to watch Nightcrawler, obviously, but I had yes. to watch Strange but True. And boy, that's like <laughs> the perfect way to describe that movie. I okay.
1: Okay, but were you like shocked?
0: I I was very shocked. First of all, I thought okay, so the, the overall premise of the the movie for those of you who don't know is uh, a high school couple uh, get into a car accident the boyfriend dies and the girlfriend five years later shows up to the the boyfriend's parents house and is like hey I'm pregnant with your your son's baby (laughs) and I I (laughs) I thought someone was gonna say that's strange but I guess it's true
1: No, I know the- it's it's so I hate that nobody said it. Right. Not strange.
0: But true. Like <laughs> no one looked at the the camera. Spiked it and just that I would have loved it would have
1: made the movie so much
0: better. Right, if it was just all a gag, but yo, that <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler warning.
1: But it, okay, but please if you have not seen it please go watch
0: it. Please because <laughs> What a ride. I I was looking, I was doing some research and it, it, uh, Google categorized it as like a thriller slash noir film. I don't know if I'm saying that right? Noir. N-O-I-R.
1: Yeah. Noir. I think you said it.
0: Why? Why? (laughs) Why what? Why is it titled? I get thriller, but noir? I don't
1: know. Maybe because they used a a serif font in the poster. <laughs> I have no idea.
0: I hated that title screen if too. noir
1: means makes no goddamn sense, or I guess it makes sense, but like why is this movie made? Then yeah. And also how, I just want to know what that movie looked like whenever these people signed on for it. Because <laughs> oh. it has like good actors, a oh, yeah. really good cast.
0: I was very surprised to see oh, spoiler, the- Oh, spoiler, sorry. You're you gonna- To see the dad. <laughs> I, I don't remember the actor. Yeah, yeah, Greg Kinnear. We talked about him last episode.
1: Love me some Greg Kinnear. Okay, but like what What were you, what did you think happened? Do you remember uh, like what you thought the, I guess the, what was the mystery of it? Or not mystery, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like what well, did you
1: think was happening?
0: Well, I, I kind of followed what the <sighs> mom thought. Like pretty much throughout. I think that's what. Can you remind oh, me?
1: I haven't seen in a while.
0: But hopefully the, the people who made this wanted us to think, well, first we thought or I thought that she had frozen sperm and used that to impregnate herself.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that that feels like weird for a, a high schooler to do.
0: Yeah, especially because it would have had to been post-mortem. That's why I, I was a little like, Ew. oh,
1: I forgot about that. Yeah. I think there was a moment where I thought that she was having an affair with the dad.
0: Yeah. I, I that was the second thing I was gonna say as I thought that. But then when he came home, when when uh I don't remember the lady's name, but when she came home with the Roofies and I was like, no, dude, no.
1: I think I like I think I gasped and I like I like held Sebastian. I was like, oh my fucking god. I didn't think they would go there.
0: Yeah. I Kayla was like, it was probably the same thing. Kayla wasn't watching. But I was like, Kayla, they did not. And I was like, Are you gonna ever watch this movie? She's like, Nah. And then I explained everything, and she was,
1: I know what the frick?
0: Yeah, it was. That was, a, that was strange.
1: <laughs> but aren't you, but true? Sorry, <laughs> but, true. but aren't you glad that you've seen it?
0: I guess so. I don't know if I'm. It feels for like it, a, an apt or...
1: punishment. I feel.
0: <laughs> yeah, if I win this, this one, it, it's coming.
1: <laughs> I haven't even. Thought of what I would choose for you if I won or when I win, I guess.
0: We'll see. Um, So yeah, I figured we'd end our talk on what we watched (laughs) uh, with the punishment. You know, for every.
1: All right, and something I guess we can move into. I'm not. I don't know. I I sound like I'm disappointed. I kind of am, but the Oscar nominations. Let's just get into them real quick. I am not as I'm. Surprised that I am not as mad as I thought I would be.
0: Is it because you're... Uh, why? Why I guess, am I not uh, mad? Yeah, why are you not mad?
1: Um, Because I, th- I think... Probably just I was expecting from the Golden Globes just the absolute fuckery of that entire thing. You know, of Hamilton. All right. All these like... Maybe and also the TV stuff, I don't know. It just I think I was just prepared to be disappointed again. Cause usually the Oscars not they don't follow closely what the Golden Globes do. But they tend to. And I was just mostly expecting to be mad about who was left out. Um, but the people at least I who didn't want to be left out weren't. Um, but I also just haven't seen a lot of the movies that have been nominated. Me neither. I will say one big one that I'm upset about is director, not that um, Regina King was not nominated. That feels weird.
0: Oh, that's all right.
1: Like who thought or even even for getting best picture, but also but who thought let me let me look at this director list. Another round. I don't even know what that is, but who thought David Fincher needed another one for Mank? Doesn't I, seem I, necessary.
0: I don't think I've seen any of these besides the ones that we watch for the podcast, which is one you made me watch. For Best Picture? For any of these nomina- nominations.
1: Yeah, honestly, I think I've only seen two. <laughs> but I don't know. I just haven't been that into movies this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, we have two groundbreaking things, right? Like, uh... Riz Ahmed is the first Muslim best or like lead actor, mm-hmm. right? Nomination and uh Stephen So that's cool. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Both both people I know we both like. Uh, Kayla loves Stephen Yoon.
1: Oh, God, I love him. Yeah, Riz Ahmed and people weren't expecting oh, how do you I don't know how say his last name, but Paul Racy, Rossi from Sound of Metal? The guy that ran the...
0: Oh. He got
1: nominated. And a lot of people were expecting to be upset about that. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, I was I was just getting real ready to be upset about that because he was so good in that movie. And I mm. mean, Riz is really good, but he was very, very good. Right. Um, another thing that I noticed that a lot of people are like, okay, what? Is if you look at actor in a supporting role. So it's Sasha Baron, Conan for... Trial of Chicago 7, whatever. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night Miami. Okay, Paul Racy, like I said, for Sound of Metal. And then there's Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield in Judas and the Black Messiah. And somebody was like, okay, so if Daniel Kaluuya or Lakeith Stanfield are neither of the lead actors for Judas and the Black Messiah, then who is? Because... I th- what I, from what I am understanding, hopefully this is not a spoiler, but from what I understand, Daniel Kaluuya plays, like, who is the, you know, in the title, the quote-unquote Black Messiah, and then Lakeith Stanfield plays the quote-unquote Judas. So, like, if the movie's not about them then who is it about? <laughs> like, why yeah. are they both actor in a supporting role?
0: It, it is seems which is, weird. feels stupid. Yeah. The only argument that I just made in my mind, but then immediately broke is like, if they are both the supporting role or if they both are the leading role, then you would put them in the supporting, but it doesn't make sense because you just put them both in the leading.
1: Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> it, it truly doesn't make any sense to me. No idea. Mank, also what is that? If Glenn Close <laughs> wins a supporting or an Oscar finally for Hillbilly elegy, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. Um what are the other ones? I mean, I don't know. There's not I wish I had more of a um <laughs> soul nominated. Yeah, I saw. But yeah, I don't really I don't I guess I just don't have much um opinions about this. Viola Davis.
0: Yeah, me neither. I mean, I said them uh, first. But that's C- a Kirby, couple of kind of
1: interesting. Um, yeah, I should have looked at these before, but I did not. I I kind of did. Original score, Defy yeah, Blood, Mank, Minari, News of the World, Soul.
0: I looked at a couple of them that just uh, I saw on Twitter on my on my on my, on my feed.
1: Yeah, I saw some today, and it just feels like people are tired of like
0: <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I
1: feel bad because it is a historic. And then there's another conversation about I love that you know the whole factoids of um, like Chloe Zhao is the first director, I think, female director or director of Asian descent to be nominated. Stephen Yun, like you said, is first uh, Asian actor to be nominated for. Best actor in a, or I think lead actor, right? I don't know, but there's all these <laughs> right, like lead. first going around, and that that's exciting and that's nice, but it also brings up the like, yeah, but this isn't the first year that Asian actors have been leads in <laughs> good movies, so like, yeah,
0: I, I let's feel not pat this-
1: ourselves too much on the back, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't know if you saw all these, uh, like going just with the Grammys, just in the in the award. Uh, like scene of things in the industry. Um, Like all these big artists, like I know The weekend is like, I don't care about the Grammys from now on. I feel like I could potentially see that happening to the Oscars Mm -hmm. because like, who cares at this point?
1: Well, I think too, the thing that people are not understanding, or at least maybe the Academy is not understanding, is that people don't care. It's not that people don't, care about what is what should be recognized as being good or even like great in its field but it doesn't really matter if the academy that is voting doesn't represent the people that are watching movies and so that's right. why stuff like this happens that's why stuff at the, like at the grammys happens well the grammys i mean all of it is all very political too and it's all about money and yeah i don't know it just it's it's sorry i'm like distracted right now because i'm reading on cnn and it said that nick jonas and priyanka chopra are the people that that announced the oscar nominations i'm just gonna go ahead and click out of that yeah why them (laughs) (laughs) nick jonas that's been in like two movies (laughs) but yeah. yeah okay sorry um but they, uh, yeah, it, does, it doesn't make any sense that they're so against, it feels like they're so against diversifying the voting party because they obviously are not reflective of the tastes of people that are fan, that are people that are watching movies. Like it doesn't make sense. And I think every year they have these, I don't know who does it, maybe Variety or something or Vulture. They interview anonymous people from the Academy and a lot of them are like, I, d- I voted for this person because I just like their movies. And they're like, well, I I've, I didn't watch this movie, but a lot of people have been talking about like really good things. So like, I'm just going to vote for this one.
0: That's so
1: annoying. I That's feel so like lame. you should be required. You have to watch every single movie or at least maybe don't have the Academy vote for everything. Because I mean, if I'm a writer, why, why the fuck am I voting on what's the best editing? I don't know what right. the technicality of... Especially when these are the same people that gave Bohemian Rhapsody a fucking Oscar for best editing. Are you kidding? Of course y'all don't know. I mean, I don't know about editing. I know that's not good editing.
0: No. Come on. Especially that that scene where they oh sit down God. at the diner. Oh, boy. It's like if I edited <sighs> it. it. <laughs> edited
1: it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's just word. like... Uh, it's so it's so frustrating that this is such an easy fix, um, but it it feels like this is the hill they want to die on. So yeah, I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, "Fuck, hey, you know what? Fuck the Grammys, fuck the Oscars."
0: But yeah, if it continues going, if it continues going <laughs> down this path, sorry, it's okay. <laughs> if it continues down this path, I, I feel like a lot of people are just gonna treat treat the Oscars the same way that a lot of uh, artists are treating the Grammys now.
1: Yeah, exactly good point all right ready to move on
0: let's do it
1: all right we'll be back after this when lewis bloom a con man desperate for work muscles into the world of la crime journalism he blurs the line between observer and participant to become the star of his own story in Nightcrawler, written and directed by Dan Gilroy, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Rene Russo, and Bill Paxton (rest in peace).
0: Oh, I forgot this is my part.
1: <laughs> I almost read uh-huh. it
0: too. <laughs> As for how much it cost, it was about eight point five million in the budget. Opening weekend, it made about ten million U.S. It grossed about thirty-two million worldwide, about forty-seven million dollars. It's a lot of money. As for how well the critics received it, 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 76% on Metacritic.
1: The 76% was surprising to me.
0: Uh, I can kind of see why, but we'll get into it.
1: All right, right, before we start, I do want to talk about what the title means, because I think they mentioned it a few times, but let's get... A little bit more into it. So I found on Vice, they described them a night crawler as a quote, photojournalist who cruises the city after dark while listening to the radio chatter of first responders, all in an effort to get to crime scenes and accidents as fast as possible and snap a picture that he can sell to a news outlet. But this article did explain two things to me that I did not know. One, the nickname comes from, or is popularized. I don't know if it was created by, but it was popularized by the movie itself. And two, um, the people that do this job are not at all like Lou in the movie. (laughs) What? So I have a quote (coughs) from that same Vice article where journalist Victor Biro says, Um, quote I am not a sociopath it's not about some sense of vanity or sense or sensationalism Um, he said tossing a cigarette out of the window there are issues that affect social policy and public perception there are guys that do this just for the rush but there are a lot of people that don't I mean this just reminds me of what happened in pineapple express (laughs) I forgot what what that job title was but do you remember how I did like a little deep dive into what Seth Rogen's character's oh. job was. And the people online were like, Yeah, this isn't the same. Don't think that this is what you do.
0: That's so funny. Yeah, like uh how he like serves people.
1: Yeah, exactly. In
0: Express. That's funny.
1: And so people are like <laughs> it's just the same where people are like, Yeah, I know it's I know it's I do what the same job title as the guy in the movie, but it's not that. So stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So into the movie, we start with Lou. Um, because I think it, that's what he's mostly referred to as, I think, is in in my notes. I I called him Lewis a little bit, but it's Lou. Um, and he's just shady as hell from the get go. Mm. He's at some restricted area cutting down some fencing, and then he's caught, and he plays it off perfectly, which is kind of scary. Um, but then when he sees, I think it's when he sees the watch that the guy's wearing, is when he just beats the shit out of him. And so it's already like nice we watch. know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and already we know that this guy is not a nice guy is what I'll say. I mean, uh, a good note that I found that I didn't know about this movie is that the filmmakers made a point of not having Lou undergo a quote unquote character arc because they felt he would have to become a certain type of person and stayed that way as an adult. This was also why the initial scene with has, has Lou assaulting and robbing a security guard. It was important that the audience not feel Lou became a worse person because of his work as a nightcrawler but instead recognized he was malevolent from the start.
0: You know, that's, that's like perfect because while I was watching this, like this is my first time watching this movie, but I was like thinking to myself, of course he's a con, yeah, (laughs) yeah, almost that, but like he's a con man and he he just, he's just trying to find his way to get either rich or fame, something to make himself feel better about because he, he obviously no. wants to grow in that food chain almost. It is. I don't think he really cared what industry until he found video yeah. production, I guess, if you call it yeah,
1: video production, video production news or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing too. And I think I have a, a bunch of notes about it. Or I refer to it at least at the end is that a big thing about this movie that I don't think a lot of people would realize if they don't think about it, is that this this is at least... This is a very unique movie where you don't know a lot about him. Where you just dropped... You're literally dropped into his world and you don't learn why he is that way. You don't get any background. You don't really... You just have to trust... Or you just have to, like, see this person for who he is. And exactly what you see. He doesn't acknowledge anything from his past. I mean, I think he says that he, like... Like, in the later scene where he's talking, he's trying to get a a job from the guy at the construction site where he tells him he's worked at a garage. But, like, we don't know that. But I think that adds to it. That adds to his mystery. Like, where the fuck did this guy come from?
0: Right. And that was a, that's another thing is, like, this is obviously something that he hasn't done for a whole, or, I don't know. Maybe he did do it for a long time, like, selling, like, stealing metal from different places but it just he's a fast
1: learner though so i don't know he could have he could have just started it
0: exactly that 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 was so interesting for me as i was watching this like trying to come up with different scenarios that he would fit because he as we learn he adapts so he's a very fast learner he adapts like crazy (laughs) and i i almost admire that because he's so quick with it but keep on going sorry
1: no, he just he he reminds me of the only thing I can think of when I see those TikToks where people are like, Do you tired of your nine to five? Like you should start <laughs> hustling, or like, I live a hustle, like that kind of stuff. That's basically what these people feel like to me.
0: I wake <laughs> up and I grind.
1: Exactly. That's all he does all day. He just rises and grinds. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we learn that he's stealing. Those that shit, the like uh, I think he said like a, like manhole covers, and then um, fences because he sells it and he's selling it to this one guy that he's trying to get a job from and he's very he's he's very convincing. I um, mean, makes really great arguments. But then this guy's like, "Why would I hire a thief?" And I like when he yeah. leaves. He's like, "You know what?" <laughs> he's like, oh, "Good point." <laughs> good on you. Yeah. And so when he's on his way home, he stumbles. Or I'm assuming he's going home. Um, he stumbles into a onto a car crash scene where there's a bunch of news guys there as they're filming a rescue, and they're just really in the way. It just feels, it's just very interesting his reaction to seeing that, where he's like very amazed as to if it was me, I'd be like, "Are you guys fucking kidding me? Like, get out of the way!" But he's yeah. like, "I could do that."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting to see him work because that's happened before. I like. Where he's seeing something and he's like, like finding his own way to get in there, to get into that industry. Almost,
1: He's a very slippery, slithery little snake. And he's very good at it. That's Mm. I think it's it's weird to say from this uh, about this kind of character that you admire it or that you're like impressed by him. But I kind of am. I don't think I admire him, but I'm very impressed by him. Oh, yeah um okay so and then we meet bill paxton's character again rest in peace um and he says a quote that i have personally heard all the time but i, I don't know if you have and i wanted i want to know if you have any history with this quote so it basically he says if it bleeds it leads and that's a huge thing in journalism i don't know if you've heard this before anthony
0: i haven't okay
1: so I mean, it's kind of exactly what it sounds like, where if you ask yourself, like if you if you find yourself asking, I don't know how many times you watch the the local news, Anthony, but usually at the top of the hour, at the very first few um, things that people are going to talk about, like the anchors are going to talk about, it's always going to be murder or violence or something that's like really graphic. And this is why the, the saying, it just is basically encapsulating like what that is actually is. And it's that people like to see this for some reason. I mean, you've probably clicked on a really graphic video where you know something's gonna go down, but you want to see it. Or like that, what do, what is that phrase when people say like they it's like a car crash,
0: but yeah, you yeah, like you can't
1: just, look away from it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's basically it. And people I think it's the same reason that a lot of people like watching scary movies. And I don't know, it's a weird thing in our brain that we need to see the worst case scenario for some reason.
0: I wonder if it's um, almost, like, comforting. I mean, it's if it's like, the oh, same I, way. I'm not, I'm not going through that.
1: Exactly. Like my life might
0: be bad, but at least I'm not that guy.
1: <laughs> that's at least what... I think that's a lot of where my comfort from, comes from. Like, that's why I like horror movies, because it just makes me feel like like that, I guess. Or I, maybe that's why I'm so into ER right now, because I I think I've talked about it, but I'm having my wisdom teeth out, but I'm like, well, at least I'm not having open-heart surgery, you know? like. Right. <laughs> Like all that stuff that's going on in the ER. Well, at least that's not happening to me. And it weirdly does like in a a fucked up way, it does kind of make you feel a little bit better or it also informs you. I mean, people want to know people don't really care if H-E-B is closing early tomorrow, but they care if somebody was murdered down their street. Right. Right. So it's, it's fucked up ideology, but it makes sense, especially when we get more into the news. Like when he meets Nina, like her ideology, it's like, it's, 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 it's really strange, fucked up, but yeah. it's true. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> so the next morning, um, Lou does see the footage from last night from the one that Bill Paxton's character sold, um, and he quickly moves into action by getting by selling a stolen bike for um, to buy his equipment. A
0: couple things I love: the man bike. Well, yeah, because he does that pretty much every time before he does his his dirty deeds. Mm-hmm. But I just like the way it's cut where you just... He's not even looking at the bike. He oh, is it's like it's just in, in his, the
1: foreground, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like in his peripheral vision. And then when he's like riding it inside and he's just like so quick with it. That's just... <laughs>
1: my favorite part is when he says like he's trying to sell it and he's like it's has 37 gears and the guy's (laughs) like their bikes don't have 37 gears
0: yeah it's so convincing and you know he's just making that stuff up
1: yeah oh man gotta love him all right so then he after this after he gets his equipment he does give the job a try and he's very very bad at it um and it Basically, if it's not the wrong type of crime that he's trying to get, like I think there was one where it was just a guy, a police officer trying to like find out if a girl's sober or not. (laughs) If it's not that, then he's just getting too close and he's ruining it for other people that are there. He's just, he's not doing a great job, but he said he's a fast learner, so I guess we can trust that he's going to get better.
0: It's so funny because like he doesn't say anything in this entire sequence. Like everyone's yelling at him and he's just like, Slowly backs away. (laughs) It's so funny.
1: Just sitting there. Um, (laughs) He's so creepy. Um, But he does get some footage. I think they said it was like a carjacker. Somebody like uh, shot a guy. He got footage of the guy like bleeding and uh, it's shitty quality like what Nina says later. But after this, he brings the footage into the newsroom where Nina's working um, and she's weirdly excited about it. It's very strange how they're just like looking at. I mean, it's a movie, so we can kind of like take ourselves out of it. But if you think about if this was real, that'd be really scary. The way that she talks about it, right. especially telling him that he has a good eye <laughs> for what exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, and giving him like encouraging, encouraging him, yeah. Him. yeah. Get get better equipment. Get a directional microphone. All this stuff.
1: Ask for interviews if you can.
0: Right. <laughs> go to the movie. like. Go to the good neighborhood. She tells them like what oh, kind yeah, of stories yeah. that they're looking for. What it's like. She's so de uh sense sensitized. Is that a word? Yeah, and it's,
1: yeah. it. I think. I think it's another thing that journalists would say. If they, and obviously, I think people know this, but not all journalists are like that. But it is it is conflicting when you have two parts of your job, right? One of them is telling the news and being honest and keeping your community informed. The other is, is, I mean, you need views and you need money, you need sponsors. Like it's still a business. So it's, I feel like it's just a really hard line to walk when you want people to watch stuff or watch your show, but then you don't want to freak them out. I don't know. It's just like, It's there's a line that you should be walking, and she's going on the I think right at the beginning she's kind of towing it, but we see later she goes on another side. Um, all right. So after this, he now that he's gotten one thing on the news, so he sees it and he's super excited. He's a hundred percent in. So he's like recording it, he's studying codes, listening to the radio constantly. He's He's doing what he's got to do to get good at the job. I see we see why he's a fast learner.
0: Yeah, I, I want this confidence. Like he does one good thing and he's like, "All right, I'm set. Like I can do this." <laughs> I want that confidence. Even when he walks yeah. into the the station, like he walks in like he's like he's meant to be there. And he like yeah. asks how to get around this. I want that
1: his weird little (laughs) smile (laughs) so creepy and then we meet rick my dear rick so (laughs) apparently another fun fact riz Ahmed who plays rick was unfamiliar with oh wait this is not the correct one um this is later (laughs) but anyways there's a note (laughs) that i forgot to add but this one's kind of funny um where he was supposed to be like a a surfer dude like a chill kind of like guy like dude guy i guess is what you would call him dude Um, dude guy but after the director saw riz ahmed's like the way that he did the character a little kind of like that but more sad he really liked that so that's why he Mm. hired him i just thought it was funny that he's like basically still the chill surfer guy but he's sad (laughs) (laughs) and he's pretty it's kind of sad to watch he's like pretty desperate where yeah. he, he gets there and he's like, okay, but what is this job for? Because you just, you didn't explain it. And I was thinking like, why would you go to a job interview for and a he job that he'll you do not know? Yeah. Poor guy. Um, but then he gets hired. And after Rick is hired, they both sit in Lou's car all day waiting for something. And they finally get something on the radio. And it's like at night, but Rick is way too slow navigating. And knowing... One thing is knowing how crazy Lou is driving throughout this entire movie is more insane because a fun fact is that Jake Gyllenhaal did most of his own driving scenes, including the car chase scene at the end. That's awesome. I can barely park in front of people. I can't even imagine doing a fucking car chase scene. That's when, if they told me that they're like, okay, but you have to do your own car chases. I'd be like, Oh, i'm out uh yeah can i play rick can i navigate (laughs) really badly because i know that experience all right so after getting to their first oh shit sorry my thing fell off after getting to a scene lou i think this is after the first scene where they miss it um so they're kind of like a trial and error thing with him and rick working together but they do get to a scene um where Lou finds that the neighbor's house, I, I forgot what this was. He was like chasing somebody and shooting or like going through a neighborhood or something. Some random guy. Do you remember?
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't really remember either.
1: Either way. They like, it was some guy. I think he was like being chased or he was like running away, but he went through people's homes. And so Lou finds a way into somebody's house and takes footage of the inside where it's empty and there's gunshots like through the fridge and he even moves around some of the images on the fridge. I forgot that he did this. And obviously when you're a journalist, which I guess we can loosely use that term for Lou, but basically that's what that job is, is you're a journalist. You're trying to record what's happening. Um, But he's not really doing it the way you're supposed to, but I wouldn't use integrity as a word to describe anything that Lou does. But well.
0: Oh, sorry, he God. did stage it very well.
1: I was about to say, but the thing that made me angry is that I was like, God, that is a fucking good... I think that's I had the God. same exact like reaction good that shot. Nina had, where she's like, oh my God, that's beautiful.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Especially and when
1: he turned
0: oh, and the, into the
1: window. The window with like, the
0: bullet holes. And Ooh, she, they're talking to the police. What a shot. Uh, it's just... Uh,
1: I mean, if he took that footage to you, would you not buy it?
0: God. Pay millions. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, I didn't realize till now, but it's kind of a foreshadowing when he moves the, the pictures.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, well, it's like, it's the telltale, or like it's basically what happens to every criminal is that they escalate. Not every, but a lot of them is that they escalate. Starts, at least with serial killers, you'll see that like, at least, what is it? I think it was the Night Stalker, not the Night Crawler, but he would... He would first start like breaking into places and then he would rape people and then he would murder. Like they would, you know, they move on, they move up in what they do. So it kind of makes sense that he would do this. He would like move around some pictures and then move around some bodies. Like, you know, he would like do what he wanted to do so that it could look like a good shot. Right. All right. So after this, we see them getting more and more footage sold to the point where Lou has a really nice car now. Setup Red. is very nice now. I know. And they have like a, it looks like a police scanner. Or you know what it looks like? Because we passed by a Tesla this past weekend and I didn't realize they have a big ass fucking screen. Yeah. In their car. That's basically what he has. <laughs> it's yeah, just he's like, got, like typing a on it. It's very nice. And so Lou is getting a real hang of things. Like he said, he's a fast learner. So, I mean, of course, it's what's going to happen. And it makes. Nina like him more, but also makes I don't remember what Bill Paxton's character's name was, but I can't not refer to him as Bill Paxton.
0: Oh, something loader. Fred Loader, maybe.
1: I'm gonna call him Bill. <laughs> um, so he offers him a job. He's like, hey, I'm getting more vans because I'll be able to try like be at multiple locations. It'll be a great time. Um, but Lou's like, no, I don't that's not I'm interested in that at all. Um after this, Lou finally gets Nina out to dinner they go to this Mexican restaurant. I forgot what he called it, but it really triggered me the way he just like casually said, he's like, there's this one play.
0: They claim it's a authentic Mexican cuisine. (laughs) 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 It's so goddamn creepy. Um, One thing about his character, especially um, when Bill Paxton offers him a job, mm -hmm. the way he like, he maintains his composure when he's super angry, and he just chooses the most awkward like insult or threat to mm-hmm. say. I think he tells bill's uh character like, "I want to grab you by the ears and tell you I'm not interested and ye- or yell at you that I'm not interested, or something like that. That's just very creepy. I can't imagine dude. doing that in real in real life or what I'd do if someone did that to me. <laughs>
1: I don't know i feel like i i believe him <laughs> I'd be like yeah i think you would do that to me um <laughs> two things about this scene the dinner scene at the authentic mexican cuisine eatery um <laughs> is that the director's note to jake gyllenhaal <clears throat> for the scene where lou reveals his grand career plan to nina was to do it as if he was proposing to her, which I think is the perfect note to give anybody. And that's exactly how, like, watching it after knowing that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's exactly how he did it. Right. (laughs) And that's what adds to the creepiness of it. And it's truly one of the weirdest scenes of the entire movie and probably one, like, weirdest ones that I've seen in a while. And especially because he ends it, like, the very last phrase or, or words that are said in the scene is Lou saying a friend is a gift you give yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you say after that? Oh I want to know God. what happened to the rest of that dinner.
1: I would have said, I need to go to the restroom and then left.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me.
1: Thank God. He's so fucking creepy. And so now we get to the famous mirror breaking scene right after Nina yells at him for not having good enough footage. And so a, Fun fact, I think we've, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. I think so. But anyways, during the scene where Jake Gyllenhaal screams at himself, at himself in the mirror, Gyllenhaal got so into his improvised scene that the mirror broke, <laughs> that he broke the mirror. I don't know why they worded it like that. Cutting his hand. He was driven to the hospital by the director after a 19-hour day of working and got 46 stitches in a f- and a four-hour-long operation. Then he returned to the set six hours after being discharged. So this is the reason why Gyllenhaal had his hand behind his back in the very first scene where he's like talking to that uh, scrapyard owner and telling him his motto. Did you read it? Don't read it. Do you know what the motto was? I know.
0: I know. it is. Please tell us. Uh, If you want to win the lottery, you're going to have to make the money to buy a ticket. Great motto. Words I live by.
1: Truly, I'm going to get it tattooed on me. Yeah. Senior quote for college? Yeah. There you go for your yearbook. <laughs> and so after this, I think I need to, I should have paid more. T- I think something happened during the scene because I do remember Lou was like, do we see him just walking near Bill Paxton's van? Like we don't see him do anything, right?
0: No, we we cut to him underneath a car. And then we find out that it's his van. So Paxton's oh, okay. van. And then he walks he walks away from it. And mm-hmm. you can see him okay. drive off.
1: So but I think at this time we don't realize what he did to it, right?
0: Right. And and they're driving and uh Rick is giving him directions and it's I, I <laughs> love this scene because he's like, Did you read my traffic memo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like he's he's very meticulous <laughs> with the way he runs his business or he, at some point he calls it his organization
1: yeah he, I, he's so funny
0: but it, yeah it's so funny
1: but when they're going to that scene i guess we don't realize what he did exactly to them until they arrived to the scene and he crashed the van crashed into a pole and rick is so sweet where he's like well the, he's one of us we can't film this And Lou said, not anymore.
0: (laughs) Man, his (laughs) face.
1: Oh my God. When when he's recording him. oh, When he's like holding the camera and they like pan down to his face. That is terrifying. Can you imagine waking up to that? You're about to go to the hospital. You're having the worst day of your fucking life and you see that.
0: (laughs) Funny that you mentioned that. Later in the movie, he says, uh, I think to one of the detectives, he says, uh, I like to tell people, if you see me, it's one of the worst days of your life. (laughs) Which is
1: what ER doctors say, or like doctors say. <laughs> so don't steal their fucking lines, dude. Come on. Nothing God. about him is original. All right. So after that, they make it to a home invasion. And this is where the movie gets fucking strange. So before the police get there is when they arrive. And I think it's it's actually, he's filming while they're getting away. And so after they leave, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't call the police. He just films them, but he's like in the bushes. Um. After they leave, he goes inside the house and he films all the dead bodies, has no reaction to it. And then after this, he's just like walking through <laughs> just without a care in the world after he shows to Nina and she's so excited. <laughs> yeah. And nobody, I mean, that one guy, I forgot his name, but the guy that works with her is like, this is fucked up, girl. Like, yeah, what all, are we doing?
0: All she cares about is if it's legal to show on air. I
1: know, and then she's like, "Well, can we blur out the faces?" And the the lady's like, "Well, I guess, yeah." So there, I like this moment too, where they're negotiating. So everybody leaves the room, and she is negotiating with Lou, and he wants basically a month's budget, where I think it was like fifteen thousand dollars, and he also leverages networking opportunities because you gotta you gotta stay on the grind, right? You can't just think about the money; you gotta think about networking.
0: You should be taking notes for South by. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I'm doing that. Yeah, it starts tomorrow. True, I should always be networking.
0: <laughs> A-B-N.
1: <laughs> ABN. and But I, I do hate to say it, but he brings up some really good points as to why he deserves that money.
0: I mean, she gives it to
1: him. Yeah, she says yes. And one thing I think people don't or at least i'm right i don't want to assume what people think about news anchors but things that i always remember once i watch movies with news anchors is how hard it must be to do that job because i think we see like them talking and sitting down but oh my god sorry we're gonna say
0: no i was gonna say have you seen that tiktok where it's like
1: oh the prompter
0: yeah the teleprompter i tried it i failed miserably
1: yeah i got scared (laughs)
0: Plus you have that and you have people talking in your ear and you have to.
1: That's the biggest mind fuck to me. There's another movie I recently watched called broadcast news where you, and I watched the newsroom, which is a really good show, which you see that where they are talking. Like, I just can't imagine if I'm doing something and Sebastian just asked me a question, I freak out. I'm like, Oh wait, I need to give me a second. Like I can't do, can't even imagine doing that job. That must be one of the hardest jobs in the entire world. And you're live on television.
0: Right. And it's going to be there Ugh. for all of eternity.
1: Yeah. Now I feel like an asshole for laughing at news boopers.
0: <laughs> right. And <laughs> they
1: mess up. But I mean, sometimes it's funny. All right. So I just wanted to take a moment because I can't believe people do that job. But somehow after this, they decide to use the footage. Uh, this part was really hard for me to watch because I don't know. I just like thought it was so cringy. To like. Ugh, I don't know. It just so like I just kept imagining like if that if that happened to people I knew, my loved ones, and I was just watching their dead bodies on the news. No amount of blur or pixelation can make that okay. Right. <sighs> but and obviously after that, the police are pissed. I do like this moment where the guys tell because whenever the person, the anchor is not on air, but they're like out in the field. They can still talk to their producers and not be on camera. And so he's telling her, like, "Hey, dude, the police are fucking pissed." And Lou's, like, or I think he said, like, "Where do who they want to talk to the person that filmed that?" And Lou's like, "It was me." Tell him it was me. And Nina's like, "He can't hear you."
0: He runs. He like walks up to the monitor and he's like he's pointing at you. To
1: him. So embarrassing. So cringy. That's so funny. Um, And so after this, even they are really pissed and they show up to his house and they want a copy of the footage. And he is still fucking creepy as hell to the detectives. He's beaming.
0: He's so happy. When it it was so (laughs) funny when he's like, do I have to show you the footage? He's like, I'm just messing around. I already have a copy for you.
1: I knew one of you would come.
0: Oh, man. So fucking creepy. So off putting. (laughs) I don't know why.
1: Yeah. I, I would hate to be in a room with him. Um, so I was, as he's reviewing the footage, I guess he's making a copy or just looking at the footage. He's zooming in, taking screenshots. And you'd think that he was turning them in, right? But no, this is not the Lou that we know. Um, he's using it for his next big footage break. Um, and so Lou reveals his plan to find out where the guys live to Rick. Um, I don't even think I made the... I don't know what happened, but let me talk about the note that I accidentally put in because it was really funny to me. So Riz Ahmed, whenever I think it was when they were doing like a stakeout or something, Mm -hmm. (laughs) he was unfamiliar because he's not from here. Right. I think he's from like the UK or something. So but he he's unfamiliar with Bed Bath & Beyond. So I don't know if you noticed the way that he like said it when they're at a red light. When he said like. Bad, bad. He just said it like really weird and somebody corrected him and every take he did it again like the right way but the director was like it's not as good as what you did on the first yeah. take so that's like him mis- him saying it weirdly was kept in because the director really liked it.
0: Oh he said Tarzan not Tarzan.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and they were like you sound like a fucking idiot
0: I said oh, I don't know the other one <laughs>
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I truly, I can't even hear it anymore, honestly. <laughs> um, sorry. Now I missed my spot. Okay. So, um, the plan is that they're, they are going to go stake out where these guys live. Cause he found out by searching their license plate. And then they're going to go to a more public place and then call the cops because Lou says they're not just going to give themselves up. They're going to like, make a make a big deal out of it right they're gonna probably right. shoot out whatever and it'll make for better footage than them just surrendering at their house and rick's obviously like dude i'm not gonna fucking do that he's like okay i want before this which i forgot to mention they negotiated his pay and he didn't do it at all well
0: That's so funny <laughs> he's like <"S- laughs> $75 a day because he was getting paid uh, like
1: 30 or something right
0: yeah and it's just so, it's a little sad because he thinks that's a lot of money.
1: Yeah. And then Lou's like, okay. And he said, well, I'm probably getting on more, right? And he's like, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, no, if we're going to do this, because this is fucked up, if we're going to do this, then I need you to pay me. And so he does negotiate and he, he uses some leverage. He does what exactly what Lou would do to him where he's like, hey, dude, I know what you're doing. And I can tell them, I can tell the police right now that you're withholding information. Like, this is illegal. And Lou's like, fine. And then when he tells him like, okay, I'll give you like half, I think he agrees to whatever he says. And he's like, see, this is, now I feel better about the situation. Now I feel like I can do this because I'm getting compensated.
0: (laughs) I I love the relationship because throughout the movie, Lou always finds a way to like turn a, a moment into like a teaching opportunity. Yeah. like to, to, to mentor Rick. And it's just such a funny thing, especially when they're running away from the the house Mm -hmm. where he's like, you need to take initiative. I need to see more from you.
1: And they're like running away because the cops are coming. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) But that's the thing too. I guess we can get into it later, but it's so interesting to me that Lou is trying his hardest to teach Well, I I guess, I don't know. So he's trying his hardest to teach Rick all these things. And at the end, he is, he is like learning from him because he's doing exactly what Lou would do. He would use that bit of information against him. But I think he's like, well, okay, I I wanted you to do this, but not towards me, dude. Like, (laughs) come on. So I just, I like that Rick is learning, but, (laughs) and he tells him like, you got to, treat people well. Like, that's why people don't fucking like you, dude. Cause you don't treat people like people. And Lou's like, okay. (laughs) And so once the guys, they go to a public place, they're in a restaurant and that's when Lou calls the police and he tells them that they're armed, which I mean, yeah, they are, but like, you don't know that for sure. Um, and Rick is adamant this whole time. That's a bad idea. He like really hates this. He, I think Lou tells him to go outside to take a better angle and then Rick is like dude I don't want to do that but Lou is pretty insistent and even threatens Rick it feels like so he just complies because I think he tells him like he kind of implies that he's just gonna like he could beat him up or something right he could like
0: the way he words it is so creepy because that's
1: why I put like I feel like he threatens him but I don't
0: know (laughs) yeah Lou is so good at that
1: The Mm -hmm. character,
0: because he's like, he moves on so fast, but you're like still questioning because he says something along the lines of, uh, like later on, if you, uh, well, essentially you agreed, but then you failed to commit at the most critical point. So I'd be obliged to hurt you or something like (laughs) that. I feel... (laughs) Yeah, he says something like, I can't even remember because it was so weird. Yeah. My Part of me does work like, like that, but.
1: <laughs> now knowing, like hearing rumors about Jake Gyllenhaal not being a great guy, like I'm like, what did is that even dialogue that they wrote or did you just say that?
0: He says, I got this, I got this. I don't need direction, I got
1: this. He's like, I feel like the director's like, I think like, I want you to kind of threaten him, but not really. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've done that before.
0: I just Do you did it to my to barista smile this morning. Or- <laughs> <laughs> you know what
1: though that is exactly the tiktok i saw where it was this girl that was like rating the celebrities i served coffee too
0: i know that's why i said that <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i've heard two oh i have heard two. Oh, i did not even update you so the first one that was the second one there was a the first one that wow. somebody was like he's not nice and the second one they're like he's just like one of those people that he obviously knows he's famous and he wants to be treated as if he's famous mm. and which is kind of annoying but yeah maybe this movie got to him I don't know. Okay, so it's uh, this movie or this this part of the movie I really love because it's such an interesting way to shoot this part. Because we never go into the restaurant; we always stay in Rick and Lou's point of view, and we even see it mostly through their camera lens—not like the footage from their camera, but through the what is it called? That what is it? What are the things called? Just I always call the, it a viewfinder, but I think just that's not the screen,
0: correct. the LED screen. Yeah.
1: Um and then the second or this tension the tension in this part is so so high and even Mm. now I know what's going to happen but I was still like nervous (laughs) Um, and we see um, a second so there's a first set of cops that go in there and they just like go up to the counter Um, and then a second group of cops pop up and that's when the shootout takes place because I guess those guys are getting nervous about how many cops are in there so they just start shooting for some reason (laughs) Um, and then a (laughs) And then a car chase ensues. And it's like a a really wild chase. And for whatever reason, like we see a bunch of crashes um, and they just like speed down the road really crazily. And this is the one that I was referring to when I said that Jake Gyllenhaal like drove for all of these. Like apparently he drove for this one too, which is crazy. And somehow they all crashed except for fucking Lou.
0: (laughs) And he- He was- Tailgating real bad.
1: I know it was fucking scary. I wonder too. Like, I mean, I'm I'm, sh- I'm sure Riz Ahmed is just a really great actor, but what if he was actually scared, because <laughs> I would be too. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so after all of the cars basically crash into each other, except for Luz, he gets out, um, and he gets into the scene. He's like filming, and then he looks into the bad guy's car and he shouts out to Rick, saying that he's dead, so that they can like get the shot. So then Rick runs up to the car to take footage and he's shooting. Or he's like, <laughs> that's not, <laughs> sorry. He's filming. <laughs> he's filming the guy that is supposedly dead. Now he's not um, the only one shooting. <laughs> and then the bad guy shoots him. So Lou set him up. And I, I forgot that this scene happened this way. Cause what I remembered happening was that we see Lou looking at the guy and we see that the guy's not, that he's not dead. But how they actually do it is that we only see Lou looking and saying he's, he's not dead. And then we see um, Rick coming around. So we don't know that he's not dead until Rick does. Yeah. And that's such a good way to do it. And I totally forgot that they did that. So sad. I know, because he's, oh, he's such a sweetheart throughout this whole thing. Poor guy. And yeah, like I said, Lou sets him up and then he fucking records him dying. And while he's recording him or while he like goes up to Rick, Rick tells him that he can't, he he knew, he was like, I can't trust, I knew I couldn't trust you because I know that you did that. And, oh no, 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 sorry. So Rick tells him, like, I know you saw that he was alive. And then... Lou tells him that he can't trust him and that's why he had to get rid of him I've probably see, obviously said it in like the weird fucking way that he does <laughs> he's like I can't have an employee that I can't trust like something like that and he's he fucking he dying just,
0: he would just leverage uh oh yeah he's doing illegal stuff again
1: and he said I know you would do it again and he and then Rick said I think he said like no you don't and he's like yeah I do you were gonna do it again sad which sad very sad and then he shows, after this, he shows it to Nina and she calls it amazing. <laughs> and she said, wasn't that your partner? And he's like, yeah. And the way that they're standing, it looks like they're about to make out. And I I couldn't remember if they did if they did or not because it was like, they're so close. They were. The tension, palpable. He was
0: like, yeah, he's very creepy. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> so creepy.
1: <laughs> and if this is isn't already messed up, we learned. So the house that was broken into, it wasn't just being robbed. It wasn't just like an armed robbery. They were, I think they were stealing drugs or basically in that house, they like had a bunch of drugs there. And Lined in the
0: walls, I think.
1: Yeah. And so, but Nina was like, no, I'll just put it in like the second. I remember what she said, but basically the less popular news show. Like it, it doesn't, we don't want that to be leading. And the guy's like, Why? Like what the fuck you're talking about she said we want to keep the story as urban crime creeping into suburban communities i I don't know if she said exactly that but basically that um because she's she's saying like people don't care if they're dead if they're drug dealers right which that's what i mean by like that's fucked up but is she i mean but is that i mean that's obviously wrong to think but is she incorrect in thinking that and that's something that I think we often have to reflect on. Is <laughs> <There you laughs> like, go. I mean, the, they're making news for people and we are the people that watch the news. So like, right. do we move on too fast if it's a drug dealer? Probably. I think so. Yeah. So like, I mean, I think maybe that's what's so creepy about this movie and about the people, like people in this movie's motivation is that it's not unfounded. And a lot of a lot of the time we're part of the issue and so it's hard to like reconcile that I guess but yeah all right and so the detective is also still really pissed and I think she hates Lou just as much as we all do probably because she's like I don't fucking believe you I don't trust you you're a fucking snake like she basically pointed out she was like I think you did this this and this and everybody's like yeah that's exactly what he did
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think she she was our voice, the the Mm -hmm. audience's voice, because all of us wanted to say you're creepy, dude. You're I don't trust you.
1: But in the end, I mean, he doesn't get punished. And I think that's what made her the most upset because she was like, yeah, there's nothing. Nothing is going to happen to him. And in fact, it made his operation bigger than ever, where he even hired some interns.
0: Got two vans,
1: two vans and probably going to be more. And I do, I love the last line of this scene or of this like entire movie. And I don't think I, I probably thought this before, but this like really threw me for a loop because he says to them, he says to the interns to remember that he, he said, I would never ask you to do anything. I wouldn't do myself. And like, that's something people say all the time. Right. And it's something that used to be comforting, but when you're talking about a guy like Lou There. What is something that he wouldn't do? (laughs) Truly, what is something I can't find? I can't think of a single thing that he wouldn't do. So I mean, that's basically what he's saying. This entire movie, I wouldn't. I would. I would let you. I would make you do that (laughs) (laughs) because I did it. That's funny. And that's just so creepy. And I think I think it brings a good like new perspective to that quote when people say that I would never let make you do something I wouldn't do. Okay, but like what, what what would you do?
0: <laughs> it's so weird because, like, pretty much everywhere I've worked, minus my last position, like they've all said that. My bosses have, have all said that to me.
1: And it makes you think, like, okay, like, as at the time you're like, okay, that makes me feel better. But then, do you? You don't know that person. You don't know yeah, what they're capable of or what they're willing to do.
0: Which also makes me think. Minus the murder, Lou would be a pretty good boss. Oh my he god, he seems like please, a good mentor.
1: Please. Don't. Is he hiring?
0: He turned, an he turned every moment into a learning lesson for Rick up into his last. <laughs> moment.
1: Right. Why not fire the guy? Why you got to fucking kill him? I Jesus. mean, this
0: kind of fired him. All right. Fired him from life.
1: <laughs> okay. Last fun fact is well, that the crane. Oh,
0: that's not the last fun Fact is, it?
1: Oh, sorry. No, it's not. I'm a liar. Um, but last thing about the movie is that's also not true. It's okay.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> the, crane,
1: the crane shot that ends the film.
0: <laughs> You're just lying. You're just straight up lying. I,
1: you know what, Anthony? I will not lie to you, though, about this. I would never make you do something I wouldn't do.
0: Just just carry on. <laughs>
1: the crane shot that ends the film is meant to suggest that Lou is a virus and quote that he has now, that he was now going to spread and infect the rest of us. Are you okay? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> I, I never thought of it like that.
1: Me neither, but it's very ominous. It does. It is kind of ominous the way that if you watch just like the end, when they drive away, it is kind of scary where they're like, well, he could be <laughs> in your neighborhood now.
0: <laughs> yeah. And if you think about it, like he kind of did infect people, like especially Nina. Oh yeah. Like like how you said how she was kind of like teetering on that edge. He like pushed her into the deep end for sure.
1: Yeah. And that's what the I forgot the guy's name, but the guy that worked with her when he was like, You sound like Lou.
0: Yeah. And
1: she was basically like, Well, is that a bad thing? Yes, mm-hmm. bitch. <laughs> that's a bad thing. Yeah, I forgot about that good movie right. before we get into the fun facts because i'm a liar sorry um what prop would you steal i already know what i would steal
0: i'd probably the car. steal i wasn't gonna stay say that uh, there's a couple of things I i'd w- like
1: i would steal his glasses his sunglasses i was gonna
0: say that but i'd want them to be a prescription that's what i was about to say too
1: ill <laughs> we're fucking nerds okay uh
0: one of his shirts his shirt he had Ooh. cool shirts or his like his uh, jacket, jacket. I was also gonna say camera,
1: yeah. Or the <laughs> bike. No, not the bike. Nah. I liked the shirt that he wore whenever the, he was at the, the beach pink one? before. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I too. like that shirt. Maybe some of the fence. I could go sell it.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the two manhole covers. Mm-hmm. Before we go into the fun facts, I want to say a couple things, or not just one thing. On why I think this movie probably got a seventy six percent on Rotten or on The oh, Critic. Or, I am. It was Metacritic. Metacritic. Um, <laughs> this is like not serious, but oh. the the sequence where he's like learning, where he's doing the code, like learning all the police codes. Oh my god! It reminded me so much of when Peter Parker <laughs> becomes Spider Man and like draws all of his his like costume, <laughs> like Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. That's it. <laughs> it reminded me so much because even the like the music is kinda like like upbeat, you know, little like like uh, New York like pop. Stop moving your head like that. You know? Like <laughs> I don't know. I just it just made me think of it. Like go go rewatch that. Anyone okay, what listening? does that have to
1: do with seventy six percent?
0: Oh, it'd be like, I don't know. I feel like the critics are like, man.
1: Like this is this derivative. Is, yeah, this is too <laughs> derivative.
0: No. So dumb. No one beats Toby.
1: Jesus. Maybe because I've heard that Toby McGuire is also kind of a like piece of shit. Yeah. What if he's like Lou?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe it's derivative of him. Who knows? All right, some fun facts. I have just one I only I like to section them if I can. I only have one section though. And the first section is called nobody asked you to do this, Jake. (laughs) So he memorized the Jake Gyllenhaal. Obviously he memorized the entire movie, like a play, but he is in every scene. So I guess that makes sense. Might as well just memorize it. He also does plays a lot. So whatever. Um, And he also lost 20 pounds for this role. And this was his own idea as he visualized Lou as a hungry coyote. I can see that. Yeah, it is. It does add to, I mean, uh, I don't know if that's offensive, but like, I mean, the way that his the weight is on his like face, like the lack of weight, it does kind of add like a creepy shadow to him.
0: A, a lot of this movie does place does take place at night, and and especially the yeah. uh, when he's in the car, like his mm-hmm. his defined cheekbones. I see what you mean. I definitely yeah get that.
1: But and to create this appearance. Um, he worked. He worked out for up to eight hours a day, and ran or cycled to set two set every day. Wild. Eight hours a day. I, I I know I read that earlier, but it's just sinking in right now. Eight hours a day. It's oh a my full God. work day, and nobody asked him to do that. That's <laughs> the crazy thing. Nobody asked him. I would love that to like have because I think him and the director are like friends friendly because he did another movie with him and I would love for him to tell him that he's like okay but like I'm not asking you to do this right you know that
0: <laughs> oh, I must I must
1: it's like, shh, shh. I'm <laughs> gonna do it no matter what you say
0: I just it's want like, oh, to actually- <laughs> I know exactly what to do
1: I just saw Tobey Maguire I got it I already know Oh, and it's funny you bring up the music cues because the music cues actually represent the cues that Lou would have in his head. So, maybe he was thinking of Spider-Man. You don't know. Probably. Um, and to prepare for their roles, Jake Gyllenhaal and Riz Ahmed rode along with actual nightcrawlers in Los Angeles to prepare for their roles. A couple more. Um Despite receiving nominations for Best Actor at Golden Globes, BAFTA's SAG, Critics Choice, Critics Choice Awards, Independent Spirit Awards, and even the Saturn Awards, Jake Gyllenhaal received, failed to receive an Academy Award nomination. Critics, audiences, major film groups, and publications considered this a major snub. He is only one of eight actors that this has happened to. And I mean, I don't I don't really <laughs> I think it's funny that there's rumors that he's like not a good person but I do think that like this actually does bother me the fact that he was not nominated for an Oscar for this because like this I to me this is his best work
0: he he's he's did done. really good and very, he worked out up to eight hours a day yeah but so nobody that. asked
1: him to do that so I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> Um, next is that the director considered a backstory that would help explain how Lou became the amoral and damaged quote survivor he was in the film however he ultimately cut the entire idea from his script because he didn't want to either spend a lot of time on Lou's origin or make him very sympathetic which I think was a good it seems risky like I feel like a lot of um, studios would be like yeah but like, why would people watch this if they don't want to root for the guy you know yeah they don't care about him yeah, um, And the editor, John Gilroy, which I think, I don't know, the the director's Dan Gilroy, so I'm assuming there's relation, but I don't know what it is. Um, he points out that the character of Lou is a lead with no backstory. And he said, quote, I've never been involved in anything where the character came from nowhere. Which That's I thought was awesome. interesting, because I was trying to think of another movie where it's like that, but I guess no, but, but I think it's a studio thing, because I, I think it... I don't really need to watch a movie where we give they give us the background. I kind of like the fact and because it did so well in theaters and people love it so much, I think people want this. They just want to like see a person be a bad person without having to know why they are that way.
0: It's like the audience doesn't know what they want until you give it to them.
1: Exactly. Right, last one. Director Dan Gilroy, on the impetus for the film, he said, I think to some degree, it's certainly an indictment of local television news, but I'd like to cast a wider net in the sense that all of us really watch these images. I would love, I would hope that maybe a viewer would take it further and maybe go, why do I watch these images and how many of these images do I want to put into my own spirit?
0: definitely something i'll think about after watching this i mean i don't really watch the news <coughs>
1: me neither uh i mean it could but it doesn't even have to be on the news it could be that's true we i twitter, mean anything? yeah twitter instagram it's kind of it just at least to me what i kept thinking of was gr- like graphic videos of people of stuff happening to people whether it's a home invasion a murder a shooting like just stuff that people consume and then they share it like why would you like people it's not like you're sharing it into the ether. Like people follow you and how triggering that is for people. And like why, and I guess to just ask yourself, are you watching this to be informed or are you watching it because you're just have a morbid curiosity about it? And how would you think if that was you or if that was somebody you knew? So I, I, yeah, I do really love that this movie makes you kind of think about that. And you're like, well, I don't want to be like Lou. (laughs) But yeah. All right.
0: There's, There's a Lou in all of us.
1: I think that's the scary part too. I was going to do, there was this one place that does like, where you can write essays about movies and I wanted to do one, but I just never did it about like the perspective of watching this movie when you're, when I was in high school, which I think is when it came out. No, I want to say in college, when I was in college versus when um, I was in, when I was searching for jobs, Uh. I feel like my perspective was way different and maybe it will be for you. Maybe I I would, recommend you watch it once you're doing like a job hunt Um, because I mean, I don't think I'll ever be like Lou, but you kind of understand the like need for money or the need for a career or to define your identity. Like he feels like he knows who he is, but he really found his passion and he will do anything he can to succeed. And that's what people tell us to do. I mean, they don't tell us to murder people, but (laughs) they tell you to, to sacrifice your mental health. They tell you to, to use your time for your job. They tell you not to take paying jobs. Like, you know, it's just like, maybe there is something to, to learn about this.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, uh, man, I had something, I had something really like poignant, but I don't remember what I was going (laughs) to say. I really did.
1: I guess we'll just have to trust you that you did.
0: Oh man.
1: You know, but this movie, I think what it comes down to is just, it's just really strange. (laughs) But, but true.
0: true. <laughs> That's how hey, we end every single one of these episodes. <laughs> Strange, but true.
1: Oh, God, I hated that. Okay. Um. So let's get into our, I don't know if we if I said what it's called, but we're going to call it our family tree. Oh,
0: I remember. I remember what it was. Oh, my God. Lou didn't see like murder as murder. He just saw it as a way for him. To grow in in his industry and in his career, yeah. so I feel like to him it, it didn't really, I guess, matter that he was killing people. I oh mean, yeah, of besides, course. Besides Rick, I feel I don't like think that, that was mattered a little, to him either, though. Or I think he was kind of saving his his butt on that one. Well, he
1: saw him as an obstacle.
0: That's true. You know. That was yeah. that was what I had to say. <laughs> so Very Super. Yeah, I got it know. <laughs>
1: Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know if we named it last time, but we're going to be calling it our family tree game, family tree, the game. Um, (laughs) and so just as a reminder, if you guys are familiar with six degrees of Kevin Bacon, you already know how to play this game. So basically we're going to be choosing an actor from each movie. Um, Anthony will choose one from (laughs) Spree, spree and I will choose one from Nightcrawler. And then we will have to connect the two using only movies or TV shows that they've been in. And so just some of the ground rules, we have a new one. Oh, sorry. So the person who wins is going to be the person who uses the least amount of degrees to win. In the event of a tie, we will call somebody. We'll probably have a producer, which I think is sitting next to you, pick a random celebrity and then we'll, our actor. And then We'll try to guess their age and whoever's closest wins, but hopefully that doesn't happen. Some ground rules, a quick first one that we just came up with is you can't double dip. So I can't say Jake Gyllenhaal is in, um, Nightcrawler with Riz Ahmed. Like we can't go to two, we can't do two movies at once or two. You know what I mean? Like it has to be fully unique. Yeah, exactly. Um, Next one is that we will not tell each other who we are picking until this moment in the show. We cannot do any research on the internet and you have, you have to know the full name of the actor or character they play and the full title of the movie or TV show that you choose. Um, Next is that the winner gets to take, gets to make the loser watch one movie has to be a movie. I would say if we want to do a TV show, we can, but it only has to be like one episode or a specific episode or something. But I don't know if we'll do that. Um, uh, that's it. I already did the tie thing. Okay. So right now is when we're going to pick our actors. I am going to pick, i do I go first?
0: I'll go. Uh, I'm going to pick Joe Keery.
1: Did you not pick him last time?
0: No, I picked, uh, Kyle Mooney.
1: Oh yes. Okay. All right. So I am going to pick, oh fuck. Oh, okay. I'm going to pick, <laughs> Renee Russo who plays Nina.
0: Bro, I am I've already lost.
1: <laughs> I think I did too. I wanted to I wanted to challenge, but I think I challenged us too much. But we'll see. Okay. And we'll put five minutes on the clock and we'll be right back. Welcome okay.
0: Back. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh spoiler, I didn't get any I not I don't even know who Renee Russo is besides Hi. Nina. <laughs> I think I might have,
1: I might need some verification on this and so maybe that's what you can do because if this is correct, I'm a genius. And I okay. did, I know you saw me on my phone. I was not looking it up. I was just texting Sebastian cause he called me. Okay. You ready? <laughs> this is, this is really long, but I guess it doesn't matter cause you don't have any. And We don't have a, we don't have a cap on them, right? We'll no, just, not okay. really. All right. So I'm gonna start from yours. So Joe Keery Okay. Is in Stranger Things with Winona Ryder. Okay. Winona Ryder is in Beetlejuice with Alec Baldwin. (laughs) Okay. Alec Baldwin is in 30 Rock with Tina Fey. Correct. Tina Fey is in Baby Mama with Amy Poehler. Mm Mm-hmm. Amy Poehler is in Mean Girls with Lindsay Lohan. Okay. Lindsay Lohan is in The Parent Trap with Dennis Quaid. I think that's correct, correct. right? Dennis Quaid. Okay, that's the one I don't know And this last one. You also have to double check, but actually I'm pretty sure this last one is correct.
0: Parent Trap, yeah, he's Nick Parker. He's the
1: dad. Okay, and then Dennis Quaid is in a little movie called Yours, Mine, and Ours with Rene Russo. I'm a fucking genius, Anthony. Yeah. I can't remember when you're, how old you are, but I know (laughs) all these movies. Okay. Let me first tell you exactly why I chose Renee Russo. Because she's in a movie, look at the cast list of yours, mine, and ours. It's basically cheaper by the dozen in that it has a bunch of people in it. As Dennis Quaid, it has Drake Bell, it has other people too, but I I guess I forgot their names. But it has like a ton of actors in it.
0: Drake Bell. Miranda Cosgrove.
1: Oh, that's yeah, I was gonna use like all those like avenues.
0: Rip (laughs) Torn.
1: And she plays the mom, Dennis Quaid plays the dad.
0: Wow. Well, there you go. That was my strategy. What else is Renee Russo in?
1: <laughs> um, she, I'm sure she's in a lot. We just don't know.
0: She's in Thor.
1: Yeah, she's the mom. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I forgot about that.
0: Oh, she's in Velvet Buzzsaw.
1: Yes, that's the that's. Oh, that's another fun fact. She's she's married to the director of Nightcrawler, and he directed that Velvet Buzzsaw one.
0: Oh wow, she's obviously in Endgame. I feel like I could have used that if I.
1: Oh, yeah, you, call, you totally could use Thor.
0: Well, damn. I I.
1: Mine was in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> seven degrees. Oh, now I have to think of... Oh, can you tell me? I'm not going to choose Riz for next time. I wasn't going to choose him. That's too easy.
0: I don't remember it.
1: But you said but, you, it was good. To Joe Curie? Well,
0: yeah, I was going to go Winona Ryder, and then I was going to go... I feel
1: like she's
0: the key. Yeah, she's she's the Kevin Bacon. of. <laughs> uh, then I was going to do Johnny Depp. F- cause oh, yeah,
1: I was going to do that one too.
0: Edward Scissorhands, and then... I don't remember what I was going to do. Oh, oh you can do st-
1: anything from Johnny Depp. He's in fucking everything.
0: I was going to connect it to Venom. <laughs> oh, that's genius. Yeah. yeah, I was going to do that because it would have been like a... If you, but
1: yeah, anytime I'll you get the Tom Hardy in,
0: I did not because Rene Russo.
1: Oh, have you seen? Maybe I'll do. Maybe not a punish. Maybe I'll I'll let you watch one that's good. Actually, no. I know exactly. What I want to make you watch. Um, <laughs> uh, this is for Kayla though. I'm gonna make you watch after. Have you seen mm-hmm. the first one? No. Yes, we're gonna watch after.
0: Kayla's gonna Kayla's been wanting me to watch this. Kayla. I'll tell her later. going to be the, very uh, happy. That's for her. She's gonna, be, she's gonna be upset because I haven't I told her I didn't want to watch it.
1: Well now you and, have to.
0: Yeah, no, now I have to.
1: I'll just tell her to text me every time she wants you to watch. I mean, I, I'm excited for the day you beat me, but I don't think it's gonna happen.
0: It'll <laughs> <That'll> happen.
1: <laughs> Study up, bitch. I need to. All right. After, and then I'll already tell you the next time you lose, you're gonna watch After We Collided. Dumb. That's the actual title of the movie. That's stupid. I know. But there's, I only want want you to watch the first one so you can watch the second one. And the second one has one of the best cinematic moments in history, probably.
0: Dumb. (laughs) All right, what are we watching? We're watching Nomad Land for this on, podcast on I believe Hulu. it's Hulu mm-hmm. yeah.
1: we'll talk about it'll be the one movie that you've seen oh no you've seen other ones right
0: yeah I've seen mm-hmm. others Not probably the only one for best picture I don't think there's oh no Sound, Sound of Metal, of metal. Yeah. yeah I was about to say so should be cool
1: excited I'm excited yeah. I haven't that's one that I've been wanting to watch, but I just haven't found a reason. But here we go.
0: There we go. Excited. I guess.
1: <laughs> You're so defeated.
0: <laughs> I was ready, man.
1: <laughs> we'll prepare for next time, dude. You already know I'm not going to pick Riz, so. Jalen Hall? I don't know.
0: He's in play. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's so sad.
0: <laughs> I wanted to win. Next time, I want to make not? you watch. I want to make you watch.
1: What, like a um, Batman movie or
0: something? No, Flushed Away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you want know, to see all those memes that are like. Um, I saw one. I don't. Know, I should have sent it to you, but they were like, people are. Why do our girls always attracted to guys that look like the mouse <laughs> from Flushed Away? and it was this guy that like he he looked like I think he was like watching it and then he was like oh fuck and then it, he was wearing like a white shirt and yeah. he looked exactly like him It's
0: funny. perfection alright
1: well the ons are coming out so it's time to well, go yeah. time to end it see ya bye